wish I could be an extra during the Karachi episode. I want it to be, like, I told you this already. I want it to be, like, in the background during the party scene and, like, not doing anything while Zoe's drowning. <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably going to film until, like, one in the morning or whatever, and it might be cold. Okay. So That would suck. But if there's, like, actual alcohol, then they'll just be like, I'm vibing. They like, yeah, don't have actual alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Fatma. Um, my name is Lamo. And this is Champions and Chai, a podcast where we talk about Champions and Ms. Marvel from the Marvel Comics. The following episode contains spoilers for Champions number 1, 2020, by Eve L. Ewing and Simone DiMio, and Magnificent Ms. Marvel number 15 by Saladin Ahmed and Make You Young. My first bullet point for Champions was like, I, I like how Miles was the narrator for this, because I guess he has, he has like the most level-headed point of view of this, situ- of like the outlawed and banning team superhero situation out of like everyone in the group. Oh, I love that beginning monologue. Like, yeah. It, I don't know. It's really like touching. Oh, I just love it. Oh, yeah, what? definitely. Like, Miles is going to be a writer. He's in, in six. <laughs> like, he's, a, he's an artist. <laughs> or whatever Pulitzer winning. I, 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 know. Think I don't know what the Nobel Prize is for. I think that's for peace. That's that's Kamala because she's in Model UN. But Miles is going to like win a Pulitzer. It was, no, I definitely agree with you with that decision to, for him to be kind of like leading the narrative for this first issue was like really good. Also being able to see everyone's sides through like his point yeah. of view. Is he the like only his, one in Champions who has, like, kind of a normal, like, family home life? Amadeus' parents are dead. Uh, Viv's mom is dead. And her brother's dead. Uh, Sam's dad is, like, perpetually missing forever. Uh, <laughs> Riri, her father is gone. I think, like, him and Kamala both two parents, you know? Maybe that's why Saladin just, like, mind-wiped Kamala's parents, because he just wanted, like, one of them to be different. I, I, I like, understand it, but I, I just, like, spiritually don't agree with it. No, I feel you. Because <laughs> he is writing both of them, so I guess he, like, wants to, I, I, like, wonder if it's, like, his choices on, like, he feels like he needs to make different choices on those books sometimes. I've really been keeping up with spider-man because like uh, there's like there's clone things going on and i was like what's oh. happening and then i kind of lost track <laughs> but yeah i feel pressure for that like two completely different characters but you're still writing both of them yeah you don't want to seem repetitive or something i don't know an outlaw i think he just finally like clicked it together for kamala i don't think the suit the suit storyline or the space ones were 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 like very strong but something about like his outlawed writing just is yeah. good maybe it's because he maybe it's because he finally ended bruno kamala i don't know i think that was really dragging down the first 12 issues right because for the first half of it it's like oh my god they're gonna get together and then the second half is like oh my god they kissed uh and then finally issue 13 
to to get back on track like it was dragging down the first half of the series and now it's like fine because because we know it's not gonna happen I wasn't happy about was like I mean yeah I'm, I'm so glad Bruno Kamal is over but also like I feel like Bruno's behavior in the earlier issues like was not okay and exactly and Saladin like didn't acknowledge that so I'm like really exactly. glad over, but then like they but then like Bruno and Kamala like made like they weren't even fighting they were just like oh the kiss was awkward but I'm like Kamala like he's kind of treating you pretty badly like when your dad was sick like why did you exactly like, I don't know Bruno didn't even apologize for that he was just like oh I saw I Mike and it's like fuck you I read it and I was yeah because I because the first time I was like kind of you I was kind of euphoric because it was kind of over but then when I was like thinking about it and reread it I, I was like really not happy with how they presented it as a both sides thing when Kamala literally did nothing wrong like absolutely nothing wrong with in terms of like her relationship with Bruno and Bruno just made all these assumptions like he assumed that like because they kissed they were dating which is just like fuck which is like really fucking gross I I really wasn't and and then like the way the situation was set up in the whole comic they weren't telling anybody about the relationship but I bet you if if like Nakia found out about it she would like be Bruno's ass up no definitely like his behavior wasn't okay I feel like especially when her dad was like in the hospital I was just like that's like fucked up dude <laughs> <laughs> leave her the fuck alone that that really pissed me off but I feel like Saladin and not acknowledging that that behavior is like not good for any for any really type of relationship even like friendship or like you know a romantic relationship I feel like that kind of I don't know I'm like you need to be held accountable you know this is supposed to be like a positive story for girls so when a female character is treated like that in real life, like, oh. if a boy like treats you like that and you're a girl, you should just like run the run the hell away. It, it's not like you're you're gonna get into a coma and then I'll feel guilty about it. <laughs> and that was the other thing I really didn't like. It's like it felt like lazy for him to finally realize that he was that he was fucking off just because she was she she died. <laughs> yeah, that was really not great. If Miles <laughs> If it was Miles, he would have been so much better. I'm, like, still not over. Like, I was really, like, I'm so excited for Miles Kamala crumbs. And it wasn't even a crumb. <laughs> like, like, she yells at him to get out of her room. I know. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I understand, like, even when Bendis was writing, like, Miles' crush on Kamala, like, there's, there, like, there's probably, like, a barrier here, you know, when, when two superheroes get in a romantic relationship or have this, like, there needs to be, like, you know, writers and, like, staff agreeing to all of this, but, but, but is one man controlling I, I know, okay. I don't know why he did that, <laughs> like, I think that doesn't make sense because when Bendis was writing Spider-Man and then like G. Willow Wilson was writing Miss Marvel, if you like, did you read the Spider-Man comic during that time? No, I I didn't. I didn't. She, she appeared in his series as in well. In so. tie-ins or something. It was like a, just one issue where they were going to go like beat up some bad guys and then Miles was like goaded by his grandma. <laughs> So then, it was just like a really cute moment where Kamala was just like, we'll just like take a rain check on the team up, you know, do your homework. You know? 
That's so, that's cute. Um, even during that series, Miles was, like, having, like, this crisis over, like, his crush on Miss Marvel, which was, like, really cute. It was short, but Gonk was, like, what's wrong with you? I think and Miles was, like, panels <laughs> that happened. I am, I am very excited about the show. There's just a lot going on, which yeah, makes me, like, it makes me afraid for Champions' fate, you know? <laughs> If they still haven't announced if it's going to be longer than a mini. The editor was like, oh, we'll let you know, like, what? <laughs> it's, it's a little shady to me. <sighs> there was, like, this entire article by, I forget, it was, like, this, like, black nerd blog, I think, when mm. he was writing about how COVID was being used to basically, like, you know, kill off all of the comics that aren't, yeah. you know, that are, like, written by people of color, basically, or, like, more, like, newcoming, newcoming writers, and all of the newcoming writers are, like, people of color. It's, like, a shame, too, because, like, e-viewing, she, she just, like, had, like, a zero adjustment period in terms of her writing comics. Like, I've never read a bad comic from, from e-viewing, and, like, I, I liked Ironheart, I liked Ms. Marvel Team Up, and, her champions and outlawed are, are like I think even better than that. Ironheart was like one of the best comics of 2019. Yeah. Like it was really good. And it was only 12 issues. I hit, like honestly at this point literally every comic I like is like 12 issues long and I'm like if champions can even get up to 12 issues I will semi-satisfied. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It deserves to be longer than the old than the older runs in my in my opinion because I, I was never a big fan of the writing in those. Literally, like, my, the thing that was only keeping me in Champions, like, volume one was, like, it was my favorite characters. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't stand Mark Wade. Jim Zub, like, I, like, I didn't like a lot of his choices either, but I, I, like, cut him some slack because of a few moments that I did like in his comic. Like, he like, bought Snow Guard? I didn't really like this, but it wasn't even him. Like, it was his friend. It was his <laughs> It was like the it, the person like co-creating Snow Guard. So the the Inuit film director, yeah. I think she was. I forget her name. It was like uh, Alia or something. Yes. Yeah, like I think she did a really good job with Snow Guard because like uh, Anka only has three issues and then her and then the annual. But like all of those issues were like constantly like really excellent. I really don't want to see Snow Guard get sent to like we made like one teen hero and he's here like they're here for like you know a month and now they're gone. <laughs> exactly. I I really hope that doesn't happen because I do feel like especially when it comes to like indigenous characters in Marvel comics, it's really like always Them been pickings, like shady. Yeah, <laughs> like not so great, you know. Danny Danny Moonstar, like only now with the new Indigenous Voices comic coming out, is she actually be being written by an indigenous person, you know? Being like Anka originate with a writer who's into it, it was like I feel like really important. And I really liked the story as well. It was just really good. So I don't know, I'm like very worried about her. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know, and then what's, and then like what's happening with her, with, I guess with her now in Champions, and she's gonna be probably, since she's gonna be like out of commission until everyone else gets their shit together and saves her. I feel like we were saying there's like a potential like springing a breakout scene or something in the third issue or something like that. Mm -hmm. I hope that actually happens. But. Yeah, and then hopefully Viv is like back for real in the third issue. I, I know. Because <laughs> I guess like the characters that I think I think Ewing did a good job in so far so far is like Kamala, Miles, 
um, Sam Starling was Starling was cool was like the the voice of dissent, which made some people mad because she she like because if they weren't reading reading Miles Miles is run because because they were like who's this like wannabe Falcon and champion? And I was like that's Starling. She's Miles's black cat. She's a thing. Uh, Saladin Ahmed gave him from MCU Peter, and I respect that a lot. And then I think she has something probably interesting lined up for Riri down the line too, even though she wasn't in this. But then I'm like, real. But then I'm more worried about uh, how they're gonna handle Viv because she is like once again kind of like the, the yeah, that's my like big kind of yeah. That's like my big criticism of Champions, like or with Eve Ewing's choices. I think that's like my only one. But yeah, I would like Viv needs to stop dying. <laughs> like just make her like not able to die. Like cause cause it cause you pointed out before on your Twitter that it just really kills the stakes when it's only Viv the one that's like getting killed off. Because you you always know Viv's gonna come back. So like what's what's even the point of killing her off or seeming like you're going to? Feels like I don't know. I don't like the imagery of it either in the comics. Zub did it, and then Wade did it, and now it's yeah. like, I feel like it's like unnecessarily violent, but then like, it's hard to explain. I'm like, I don't like seeing a character I like explode. You know? exactly. It's like, they Even, see, if it was like, because we think of Viv as like, uh, as like a person, even if she's like a synthesoid or whatever. So it's like, you. so it's like kind of like the closest they can get to like showing something like really gory on a person but it's like not a person if that makes any sense blood and guts but also yeah. i'm like i still care about her i don't like seeing her explode and like be in constant pain like this and then it's just like and then the other thing is like she's the only like she's the only like gay person on champions so it just feels like oh, you're we're just getting like the barrier gaze trope trope every time something every time something bad happens to her and it's like I, I I don't know. I feel like people should just be more discerning whenever they whenever they just, just decide to do things to Viv. It was perfectly possible to show like, you know, how like tragic or how like serious the situation is without someone dying. I mean, I, the original Vision comic that like she came from was also violent, but it like the narrative. Have you read the comic by the way? I didn't read. I didn't. I haven't read it yet. Highly recommend it. It's like. It's by Tom King, and I don't, I, I Could, think it's by Tom King, Vision. I think it is by Tom King, because I think that's why yeah. I haven't read it yet, because I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't like <laughs> See, I'm just like, I, I will no, I like him at the bottom of the list of comics I need to catch up on. Absolutely can't stand him, but I do think Vision was a good comic. I think he unintentionally made it a good comic. Like, it, the tone is really different from other superhero comics but that's what makes it really compelling also like I think it serves as like I really think Tom King did not know that he was doing this but I feel like it's really serves well as like a metaphor for immigrants and cultural assimilation into like this perfect suburban America you know what I mean yeah I think he definitely didn't mean for that to happen but it did and I feel like like I don't know, the, the whole thing about Vision like make creating his own family and his own image and like even that action was kind of like man, like all manipulative of him but even he has his own problems that like cause him to do this 
and like the way he's treated by others I feel like I don't know and like his whole thing about trying to prove to others that he's human oh yeah. you know like yeah like he like because you know they they live in this perfect suburban house in Virginia with all these neighbors who are like scared of him and like he's trying to prove to them that like you know we're human too but it like just doesn't happen and I feel like it's just a, like, it was a really good comic that, like, people could relate to in that way, like, being isolated or being, or feeling, like, out of place with others, you know, or not being able to fit in with this type of, like, environment that, like, society has created. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he definitely can, didn't know that he was doing that. <laughs> I thought it was a good comic, but it was also very violent. But I think we can, like, you know, Viv should be, like, happy. <laughs> Just, like, stop doing things to her. Like, I know. <laughs> and with, like, most of her family being dead, you know. And, like, she was also, she almost died in Vision originally as well. <laughs> I think it's becoming a trope that's, like, not great. <laughs> like, Kenny dying in South Park, but then, it, but then it's, like, the implication of doing it to the only K character on your team, which is just, like, I, I, it's not good. It's not, yeah, it's... It's a bit much. You don't have to do it. <laughs> like, you, you don't have to do it this often. I don't know. Hopefully it ends up getting better. I hope that Riri has some sort of connection to Viv in this as well, since we don't really know what Riri's yeah, doing. they just did the, since I know the whole bait thing going on with them, where, like, oh. they kissed, um, but Riri's, like, not interested, and then they just never talked about how they kissed, how they kissed again. Yeah, that was also tragic. It was... <laughs> Like, not the best writing on Dim's Heart. Ironheart is rumored to have a series on Disney Plus. So, and we know there was like that Reddit thing about about someone on about like some female character who like was recently created that a writer wanted to um, make you know explore their sexuality, but then like, editors turned it down for movie synergy. And like really, with the whole Viv Heart thing, I do wonder if. If, like, like, Riri's a prime suspect, I guess. Riri and po- possibly, like, Kate Bishop. Definitely. If that person on Reddit is... I mean, so much sense. Reddit could be lying, but they, they seem... It feels like it could be true for, like, every female teen hero created in the 2010s or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Riri would definitely be a suspect for that. I don't know. I'm like, what's up with all of you, like, writing teen romantic relationships? And, like, they're just all, like, bad. <laughs> <laughs> they, they kind of all are, except for like two issues of like Kamala and Rentacker in Ms. Marvel 2015. But then that, the, the, then you just ended the good ones. And like, why? For what reason, G. Willow Wilson? Why? Oh, Kareem. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> when, uh, well, he is coming, coming to the MCU. Thank God. So I, so they better like bring him back for comics energy. I really think that. When the writers and directors of Miss Marvel were like reading the comic, they were like also agreeing because you know all brown people love Kareem. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Like everything he said was so like great and inspiring, and so I feel like they were really like vi- like I'm hoping that they were also vibing with this character, and they were also like disappointed at how it turned out. It's like, oh, Kareem is here. He kissed Kamala. And now he's, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll give you space. I'm going back to Pakistan now. (laughs) Goodbye. Yeah. 
I, so I really hope that they also were disappointed by that. And that's why they're changing things up and like introducing him earlier, hopefully like, you know, a lot more. more having, I don't know, more of a presence. But even like the issues Kareem was in Miss Marvel, he had like, he was dominating with his presence. <laughs> yeah, like. I like wonder why they why they like got uh, I don't know scared of it. I guess like he's so tied down to Karachi, maybe he would always want to go back. But that could have been a conflict for later down the line, you know. He he was an exchange student. He had this whole like thing. He didn't even stay for his entire I don't know if it was a year or a semester. <laughs> he just went back. <laughs> That was such a cheap way to like kick him out. I was like, if you if you're making Kamala reject him, like you need to like she over, needs to live with her Bruno with the consequences. Like, over, over come Bruno. on. The thing is, I feel like I don't know, maybe they were planning on making Bruno endgame, but I feel like like both Kareem and Nakia, the thing I like most about their relationships with Kamala is how like Kamala's like perspective like changes and like is different because of them, you know? They, like, they both challenge her in different ways. Mm -hmm. And, like, when when Kamala went to Pakistan, and then she she realized that, like, her decisions, like, affect people who, even though she's Pakistani-American, like, she doesn't know what the environment is like yeah. in Karachi itself, you know? And, like, Kareem taught that to her. And that was, like, a really great moment that, like, you know, it, may, it makes, like, people in diaspora think, like, you know, I don't really know what's going on, like, in my home country. So, like, we have this connection, but also, like, I can't impose my own beliefs because, like, I haven't been there in so long, you know? I don't know. I thought these were, like, great things that he brought, like, to the narrative that were, like, really great. But, like, they, like Bruno, like, characters like Bruno, like, the best friend who, like, was yeah, always in love with you. Like, there's nothing new from, there's yeah, nothing new like, that Kamala grows up from from that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, like, I think, like, it's also just weird that if if Saladin liked Bruno so much to make him the focus, like, why not make it about, like, I don't know, class issues or, like, something not the fact that there's, like, I, I just don't, it's it's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I just think, like, I wasn't really, like, expect, like, expecting, like, a writer like Saladin to, like, to, to like just re retread the same storyline that we've already gotten from G Willow Wilson. She's such a good writer. Like the thing she yeah. wrote, like really, it really touched me, you know. But then when it came to Bruno, it was really. Then Nakia only gets like a text, a text message in the in the last issue, which was which was a great issue. But like, unfortunate that the that like sometimes the others that a lot of times the other supporting cast members in Ms. Marvel are, like just just get overshadowed whenever whenever Bruno's there because the romantic drama just I don't know writers want to just dig into that for some for some reason I don't know it's it's not great <laughs> it's not great um it's just I don't know if like, it's like maybe maybe editorial is like oppressing I think it's you know, in the loop. <laughs> but I don't know why I don't why know why do either like this is like literally every brown person that I've interacted with about like Miss Marvel like, like we it. all not we all have it. the exact same opinion 
even the dudes the dudes are like like even sometimes they're half like of the, half of the dudes i think like which is like a high percentage of the dudes some of them are like you know bruno's okay like or i mean like brown dudes they think, like, like feel he's okay like, oh you know bruno's yeah but he's not like he's not the reason we're here you know <laughs> the reason why we're as much as i i liked issue number four issue number 15 because um i i like i do also just kind of resent the fact that it took like so that we like wasted so much of this run on 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 this relationship when we could have had like i don't know a cool nakia storyline or just like literally anything anything else anything else like my standards are low i'll just take anything else our standards are so low. Like, my, as far as on the floor, like, oh my god, it's a three-page conversation between them, but they're breaking up. This is, like, the best issue in this run. But no, it was good. It was good for other reasons. Well, it's, like, finally, she's, like, you know, the people of Jersey are, like, there, you know? Yeah, like, I, I like that it I has feel like community feeling kind of back to it with, like, I don't know, the Spider-Man 2 kind of thing of the people of Jersey City <laughs> helping her out. Like, yeah, the neighborhood super superhero i feel like solid and ahmed was trying to go in a bit more of a like a classic comic arc direction with the first or like you know going to space and then getting all the, like the whole suit story but like that's not like why we like miss marvel you know like i feel yeah. like he was trying to go like you know like you know, i think he's trying X-Men to did dig this and like his miles run was like zagging by like making it more by like making kamala giving kamala more like movie level storylines but then it just first of all she she ended up getting a tv show <laughs> so but maybe stick to tv level storylines and and then like second of all it it just kind of doesn't doesn't work with her i guess community superhero and that like that's what like I, the whole thing with like g willows like runs on his marvel is like her like jersey city right yeah like that's that's the entire like it's its own character in like miss marvel stories so i feel like trying to go in like ooh, they're in space you know alien storyline like it just doesn't work for her mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i think he it kind of it kind of hurt like with the with the development of the supporting cast and stuff for her to for her to like be in space for like basically the first like five issues of of, of her run so as so as a result oh, definitely you know, like there there would have been like no chance for like nakia zoe mike subplots or anything like that bring back <laughs> the one thing I, I do i do kind of uh think it's like the existence of chepura as one of her love interests is funny but that's like that's like, <laughs> that's like not like enough of a payoff for for the first 12 issues of this run you know but yeah, <laughs> that she act, she was like actually attracted to him was like was like funny. Yeah, it it was really funny, but probably like, not what it originally <laughs> intended. <laughs> Kamala, what the hell is up with your taste in guys? Like you, you're you're going between like an Italian and a purple furry alien. <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> it was so funny. Ugh. And if she goes to space, I want it to be with, like, the champions, you know? I, like, have this yeah. whole, like, I have this whole dream of, like, them having, like, a space road trip. Okay. So we can and finally just, like, like, close. Arc. Yeah, just so we can finally, like, shut down, like, Sam's arc with his dad. <laughs> like, yeah, Sam has existed since, like, what, 2012? And he still Around. doesn't. 
And his dad is still missing. It's stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can imagine. My poor son. He, he would definitely, like, have sympathy for Kamala, though, because he he's also been attracted to, like, crazy aliens before. <laughs> <laughs> he had, like, crazy alien girlfriends who've tried to, like, Yeah, or just, like, him rescuing, like, alien princesses, and they're, they're like, fuck you, and he's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's fun, but also it's not Kamala's jam, you know? <laughs> exactly. But... Man, I also like Sam and Champions too. For the for the few times he's there, he's he's ready to like start a fight, and I love it. <laughs> exactly. Like I think Ewing's like beats for Sam are are really. She's trying to balance so many characters, so I guess they're sparse. But when when he's like there, I'm like, that's a cool kid. I want to read some solo comics about him. <laughs> I love him. I think I have this theory that like all of the writers for Champions, they, like when they start. They, like, don't know much about, like, Nova or Sam, and they, like, don't, they're just, like, like you know, I don't know. Like, he's just kind of there the team meetings. Yeah, but then they, like, yeah, but I definitely feel like they, like, develop affection for him, and then, and then, like, that's why, he, like, he has so many ar- arcs and champions, like, the writers are all, like, oh, you're charming, kind of, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, Ewing, though, I, I, like, really appreciate her as a writer because she seems to know everything about each of the, each of, like, the main characters and champions. I, like, I noticed in, in, there's, like, some references, some, like, very, very, like, vague kind of references to Civil War II in some of the Kamala moments when she's talking about how adult superheroes will lead you astray and I'm like Kamala are you just talking about you and Carol you're not you can't generalize that to everyone in the group girl and then there is like the one moment where like Carol's being questioned in the in the outlawed one shot and then they just ask her like so discord and lockdown and then Carol just looks like guilty as fuck because because like (laughs) And I like that she's, like, not afraid to, like, reference that, because I think, I think even though Carol stands kind of, kind of hate it, it's really, it's still, like, such an important storyline for, for uh, Kamala and how she would sort of, like, use this idea of, like, adult superheroes being flawless and what you need to protect you, you young kid, from doing something dumb. Because if she just hadn't listened to Carol in Civil War II, she she would have like two villains running around and her, I don't know, maybe Bruno would fuck up his arm some other way, but like she wouldn't have two villains running around. You're right though. I do feel like she does a lot more like research than Mark Wade. <laughs> I am so mad. I hate Mark Wade so much. I, I, I like always talk about it on my Twitter when like you like you know that like I can't stand like what he did to Amadeus. I'm like he is twenty he is twenty years old now. Yeah, Amadeus only did have one line in this, but I, I liked his one line. Hope he has more of a presence later. But then I know like Amadeus is like basically leading um Atlantis attacks and Agents mm-hmm. of Atlas. So like I know he that's kind of like his he thing. So I don't he does have his content. Content, but I do really want to see like what Eve Ewing will do with him. I need some validation that someone other than Greg Pak, his creator, like understands Amadeus's character. Like, really sad. It's it's truly tragic because I love Amadeus Cho so much. 
And he's like, been he in was, comics for such a long time too. Like he wasn't a he wasn't a twenty tens legacy character. He was like he has like links to other big Marvel characters that were in the two thousands. Like Greg Pak and Miyazawa. Like she, or I I don't know the who Takeshi Miyazawa is actually, but uh, he, that he, artist he also a lot of Miss Marvel. Yeah, and I think he yeah, they did Miss Marvel, and then. They cre- they created um, Amadeus with Greg Pak, so I don't like in two thousand six or so. I don't even know. Really, a long time ago. <laughs> so seeing him like grow up was really like. I mean, he's still immature, but seeing like how he's grown as a character, I thought was really great. Champions definitely regressed it a lot. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, totally awesome Hulk. Like um, Amadeus's like solo series as the Hulk, like. It's definitely like a boy fest, but I I read it because you know <laughs> he he is your boy. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of Hulk comics are boy fest, so whatever. I just like that he's arrogant and like kind of a douche sometimes, <laughs> and he's like really immature for his age. But <laughs> Greg Pak does a good job at like balancing it out, you know. Like he like Amadeus is arrogant and he has like a lot of issues but it's like it all comes from like real places and like the traumas of his life you know so but I feel like Mark Wade really just made him the most dislikable guy ever like he just got the arrogant and like didn't run with anything else you know <laughs> I guess this have like complexity to him which I really enjoyed about him so it was really disappointing seeing that and also seeing him kiss Viv that was terrible <laughs> and that was illegal like- <laughs> yeah what what the hell was that it just it just like happened out of nowhere I was like because when I was reading like champions for the first time as like as like a as like someone with like kind of no sentimental attachment to anyone except Kamala and Miles I was like why why did why are they kissing they just they just fucking met and isn't he like older like what is this and that's like my experiences with with early experiences with Mark Waits champions not not a good start I'm like literally paid to like Greg Pak. He he's like one of the only Marvel writers to like say his characters' ages. Like page two, three of Totally Awesome Hulk issue one. It's like Amadeus Cho, nineteen years old. And then like even in the beginning of of um of okay, Agents of Atlas, Atlas, it was yeah Atlantis Attacks two. It was like Amadeus Cho. He's now twenty years old. And I'm like yes, Amadeus is twenty years old now. But then really like even before champions came out like I had like in my head like what the dynamics of this team would be like and it was definitely like Amadeus is a fool but he's an adult you know (laughs) and no one no one was running with that (laughs) like no one was on the same page as me I guess (laughs) yeah which is like a shame because I don't know I guess people right I I understand being a comic book writer is is a really hard job and you're not gonna like know everything but like I I don't know I feel like you should know the ages of your characters and like the last run they were in before you start writing your 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 comic. Hulk was concurrent with like champions at the time as well so I'm like this was really like the most recent source material of Amadeus you know like I would have thought he would have at least read page two of issue one. (laughs) And just like had a like 
like I don't know if you I this is like why I appreciate why I just like appreciate e-viewing a lot because like she was just like not not an established Marvel writer at all and then she came in and she not only understands like the legacy characters that she writes but she also understands like the old like older Marvel events that like I, I don't know I don't know shit about either like she pulls like the new the new warriors guy from from civil war from the first civil war to to, to have like an important role in champions and like I don't know the rocks on dragon thing probably means something to comic book fans but it doesn't mean anything to me and it's like this this lady just like knows her stuff like she knows everything Vance I'm so happy that he's here <laughs> like even was just like you know the the super nanny gif like looks like you guys are in a crisis I'm on my way <laughs> <laughs> many many new like old era new warriors fans are not happy with how Vance is being depicted which I think is a little like Come on, guys. He's like twenty something years old. <laughs> Almost got married once, like twice, maybe. If I like remember correctly, he's going a baby. You know, he is. He is not a baby. I don't know. I feel like they really like a lot of people are upset that Vance would basically be hypocritical because when Civil War happened, the, he was in charge of the New Warriors. He was the leader, and they caused. Oh my God, I forget what the town was called. But basically, a lot of civilian deaths because of a team, because of the New Warriors, the teen superhero team of the time, you know. But like, it really like it was. Of course, it's like traumatic, and also given the context of like Vance was like he originally like murdered his abusive father with his powers like unintentionally. Oh, that's you dumb. know. So there's like yeah. So that's what he was referring to in Champions. Like no, the like no one was there for him when his powers were out of control, which is why he thinks like team heroes do need like supervision. And a lot of new Warriors fans are saying like this is really out of character for him because he was the one who, after um, Civil War happened, he still wanted the new Warriors to continue, even though all of the adult superheroes were like teen superheroes, you know, like caused mass death, like they're irresponsible and they need to be controlled. But he was the one who was, like, leading the charge against it, which is why he reformed New Warriors and then basically, like, got Sam into it, too. <laughs> but, yeah, so a lot of people are saying he's hypocritical, but I feel like when you grow up, your views change. This is obvious, right? Like, maybe when Vance was, like, 18, 19, 20, he still thought, like, you know, we're teen superheroes, we can still, like, make a difference. But now he's, like, probably, like, 26 or something. I'm, I'm 23 and I, like, even I, like, I feel like if I was in the Marvel Universe, I would be like, okay, maybe it's, like, a little weird for minors to be superheroes. Like, I don't know how I feel about that, you know? <laughs> when it comes to Vance, like, I really think, like, there's going to be more depth about, like, why he's making these decisions, right? And I feel like the, it'll be good. <laughs> it's only it'll it'll be good. I don't want to trust TV. <laughs> I try to, I know, yeah, it's only I, one issue, and everyone's like, I'm going to pick up my stakes. Also, like, Vance, like, hasn't been used in a comic for so long. Like, maybe he made some, like, minor appearances here and there, but he, like, has not been around since the old New Warriors comic, like, the 2015 New Warriors comic. So, I'm like, just take what you can get. <laughs> His next thing, he's gonna be up with, like, uh, with, like, uh, this, like, Snowflake and the other one, Safe Space. No, don't remind <laughs> I don't me. Think that's, I don't think that's actually happening anymore. I think, I, I haven't, like, heard, like, any news about New New Warriors. I'm like, 
Okay, also New Warriors don't like that they're kind of like, like New Warrior stands like don't like that they're kind of like the punching bag of Marvel. And I'm like, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry your whole thing was being corny from the beginning. Because I heard, wasn't there like a, a skateboarding character named named Thrasher who like, who, who, who really like offended uh, Dwayne Mc Dwayne McDuffie so much that he wrote like a whole letter about it about about him being like a racial stereotype. It's it was a whole. Th- You're right. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the 2015 New Warriors run though, like you should give it a read if you have. Well, okay, I would say start I, with Sam's with Nova. I will, but yeah, like I, I have a lot of fun and like I do like Vance a lot. So and I do like even Speedball and like the other New Warriors. I do like them, and I. And I got introduced to them through reading Nova, like Sam's comic, not Richard. <laughs> but there was like this one scene in New Warriors where like Sam's like really young at this point. He's like 14 or 13, I think. But when he first joins New Warriors, basically like Van- Vance has gone to like Atlanta with this other character, Kane, Kane Parker. Basically the other members of the team want to go clubbing in Europe. And then Sam's with them. And they're like, oh, we'll just like, we'll just bring him, you know? And then the bouncer is like, no kids are allowed. And they basically, they're like, oh, you know, he he's 18. Like, he just has a baby face. He just came back from the war. <laughs> and then like all of the new warriors just go to like go clubbing and party. And Sam's Sam, like little baby Sam is just there. And he does drink an alcoholic oh, beverage. No. And he's like, why is this oh, no. so bad? And I really like it would be so funny if the if champions just brought that back and it's like Vance needs to be arrested for <laughs> for letting like a such a young kid drink like illegally. Just like drink. Sam throws it back at them and just is like, hey, hey, your little like cradle agent here gave minor alcohol. With that scene, you kind of like see how irresponsible the new warriors were because yeah. because they are like young people, like they're tw- they're teens. Right, so of course they're all irresponsible as hell. I don't know, but so seeing like Vance take this like stance now is pretty funny. <laughs> but I do, I do think it's interesting to see. And I do, I don't think it's like super out of character, like everyone's painting it to be. <laughs> I guess speaking of Also just having like an old superhero like that. Sorry, I was just gonna like pivot. I guess like speaking, uh, like speaking of out of character, like do you think do you think whatever is gonna happen with Zoe will create a lot of backlash? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, you mean you mean like about her potentially like snitching Kamala out? Someone, yeah. <laughs> according to the solicit, someone in Kamala's friend group does snitch. Like nothing in Magnificent Ms. Marvel is ever is ever subtle. So when you have this one, so when Zoe's like the only character really like talking about how openly supporting Kamala's law and telling her that the champions are dangerous, one of the Avengers, it just kind of, it just kind of raised a couple of eyebrows. I was wondering like, is it a bait? <laughs> but you're right, like, comics are never subtle, so probably not. <laughs> like, I thought they were gonna... <sighs> Out of character for Zoe at all like, I don't, yeah i don't think so either <clears throat> be me being like she's white <laughs> that's like consistent with how i think saladin has been like writing her throughout this throughout this run there are just like moments where she says things and then 
Kamala and Akia will like give her like a look like when, when you have like your white friend around with you and they just say something and then you and your brown friends are all like wait like did you just say that like yeah she's definitely like having her white girl moment I think I think it makes sense too because one thing like the champions are all about which they never they like don't explicitly say but then it's like you know the champions are there to protect people who don't get protected by the Avengers you know or like the Avengers and like big teams like this they're too busy with their own thing all the time so they never pay attention to like certain people out of all of the cast of Kamala's friends I feel like Zoe wouldn't really understand that the most you know she is like a, a like privileged wealthy like white girl who is pretty racist for for most of her life uh I mean I don't know for most of her life but like and then she only kind of backed out of it because she was like because she realized she was like marginalized in a way herself but it still doesn't that just being gay doesn't cancel out racism as much as white as much as white gay people would like to think that it does it does not there there's still it takes it takes a while to like unlearn a lot of these I don't know assumptions about our society and like like who are like who do cops protect and stuff and I I guess like she still does have like Kamala's best interests in mind because like obviously it was because yeah, she was exactly. so worried about her but it's just like her different life experiences probably would inform this decision that she thinks that it's dangerous That's for awful. Kamala to be doing this oh my god I'm so worried about Kamala all the time like she needs <laughs> I don't know I'm so I'm so happy for champions but I'm also like Kamala please relax just, like, <laughs> up to someone like like have some tea kind of like frustrates you how much kamala just pushes people out in your in like both of these yeah. comics really, like one of the most painful things i endure i'm like it's pretty funny kamala does like keep different image with her teammates and stuff and like how she keeps her personal life very like to herself like i do like that about her but also like when it comes to like these types of events and like these breaking points, I'm like, please, like, it will be better for you mentally <laughs> if you just like leaned on your friends a bit. Like, Jim Sub did like have these like really big moments that Kamala had with both Sam and Miles, you know? I don't know, it feels like they kind of disappear <laughs> with a new writer. <laughs> yeah, I, I like hope, I don't know, lets her, her guard down a bit in this run because it feels very deliberate the way Ewing is just kind of setting this up with her basically wanting to like be the strong one and the leader but you just in a coma I really I really hope like gets unpacked more <laughs> and then and her teammates are like Kamala what, what, what is up please just tell us <laughs> please <laughs> like we're begging you <laughs> and then she's yeah, just, really... like my my dad almost died uh, my my best friend tried to be my boyfriend, but I didn't want him to be. Um, and I fought my suit in the streets of Jersey City, and now I'm dealing with all this outlawed shit. My, and then, like, you just kind of imagine Miles is jaw dropping. I'll, I'll feel so euphoric if like, if, like, she finally is vulnerable, you know, or like someone just calls her out and is like, you know, because I think it is like it is leading up to that when like Miles was like, you know, she didn't she didn't ask any of us or she didn't tell any of us that she was going to make this announcement you know well, i'm sure like of course like i don't think this is like some people were saying like this is painting kamala negatively or like they weren't happy about it i don't think, it. I don't think so either fan. like yeah I, I, like i, I feel like it's under when something is painting her negatively i will tell you but i don't think this is i think this is a very like real explanation of her 
of her flaws as a character. And I think the point of view she's coming from is very understandable because she was in a coma, so she didn't really see any of the fallout of of the Coles disaster. And so she kind and she doesn't re and she doesn't have the perspective that Miles even has in this event because Miles kind of knows that the champions are on shaky ground and not everyone supports them. Whereas Kamala has just been in the hospital and she hasn't really yeah, talked to like really right about that. And I think like as soon as my as Miles tells her that like no that no not everyone supports the champions like Kamala is just like surprised by that. So I don't think this is like one of those events where Kamala is just going to take her position way too far and do some morally questionable things. Like, I think she is going to get like talked down to everyone else's level. Also, like, if you wake up and you realize like your civilian identity is the face of like a really like... Of a movement like, that's like oppressing everything you believe in. Exactly. Like you're going to be emotional and upset about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And you're definitely going to want to like start trying to change it like right now. So I definitely see where she's coming from on it. I don't think it was negative at all. Like Mala <laughs> is a human being who makes mistakes sometimes. And I think and she like realizes that they're mistakes and fixes them. And I think that's all you can really want from character, you know? Uh, I th we were, like, talking about it before, but, like, the way a lot of writers portray her as, like, this true, like, this kind of, like, perfect character for, you know, my political agenda, or, like, <laughs> or, or, like, my, like, or, like, what? to market the Avengers. It's, like, one or the other. Like, she's there to market, like, Avengers merch, or she's there to, like, be Malala, but of Marvel, as one person put it. No, definitely. Who was that? That was genius. <laughs> <laughs> I first heard it from but, you, but you heard it from somewhere else, apparently. I think that, like, kind of interrupts, like, everything. Yeah, it does dehumanize her. Like, she's just a kid, and of course she's going to make dumb mistakes. I think, like, the entire thing about Miss Marvel was, like, humanizing, like, this experience that a lot of Daisy people and a lot of Muslims experience that, like, a lot of outsiders wouldn't know about. Trying to make her into some kind of, like, symbol of... Like, this, like, kind of mouthpiece that, that never does anything. Like, that's the writing for Kamala that I would just, that I would just, like, hate. A full, well-rounded person. Also, it's always the white writers that do this. So it's always yeah, just, like, I mean, come on. I, I know you're mad. I know you're mad about Trump, but... <laughs> is it everyone, or is it just Mark Wade? just mark <laughs> I, like he really made me angry <laughs> but i think eve ewing is like kind of using that in an interesting way because like um, she because it immediately starts with like kamala's speech but it is showed that like this was like a flawed move on her part you know like she didn't consult her other teammates about this not everyone's on the same page but she was like ready to make the speech because she's so used to like kind of being that figure for people. Yeah, like, I, I agreed with you. I was going to point out the same thing. Like, Eve Ewing's kind of using, kind of, like, taking the trope that Mark Wade established with Kamala and just kind of, like, flipping it on its head by, by like, putting her in this really vulnerable position that she's never, that she's, like, never really been in before. And she's just kind of, like, grasping for control over it. Oh my god, you know I wrote like this corny letter to the to the editor. <laughs> I might have been blacklisted for being too mean about Ms. Marvel because I never print my stuff. I've been like obsessed with this team for so many years of my life. Like from 
2016 to 2020. Yeah, four years. <laughs> I really feel like this is going to be like the height of their potential as a team. But then they but will if Mar- after yeah, issues. Yeah, if if Marvel like decides to kill champions despite this being like their only chance, like I'll I'll like lose it. <laughs> like then I'll know that literally the only reason champions existed, like in the, the first two volumes of champions existed was because of like Mark Wade and Jim Zub's like power as established writers, you know? Which is like, it like bullshit because Evie literally knows more about the champions characters than both of them. I feel like because Mark Wade is like such an established writer in Marvel, like he can get away with like not reading totally awesome Hulk on his like freaking reference material and no one will care because they're like, oh he writes uh, Daredevil good or something, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Then it'll, it'll just clearly show that, like, no one actually cared, like, no one at Marvel actually cared about the characters of Champions. They only let them stick around because it was Mark Wade. Mark Wade was being mad about the Trump administration, so he was like, I'm going to write Champions. <laughs> and then, like, Jim <laughs> like, This isn't how characters of color, or this isn't how people of color act. This isn't how children of color act. Like, literally, there was, like, one arc where there's, like, this really, like, rural, southern, like, backwards town. And I'm, like, you're really, like, generalizing, like, people in a classist way. Like, of course there is racism in the South as someone who, there was a, like... Where they, like, huh? heard them say slurs about them, and then they were just, like, fine. Like, if I was, like... It was literally... I feel like it, he literally, like, put the, like you know, like, the censored out N-word in there or something. Like, it was something, like, it was, like, he called, pretty bad. Someone calls like, Kamala, like, the sand N-word, which is, like, a slur often thrown at, like, you know, Arab and, Arab and Muslim people. Having to be in that type of environment would be fucking traumatic, first of all, for children. Like, like, that, that would, like, mess you up, you know, even if you are a superhero. Like, that's, that's something that, like, would deeply traumatize you as, like, like, a person of I color. in the very first issue when they, like, with the, um, with, like, like, trafficked teenage girls, and they found out, like, one of them died, and then Kamala just launches into an inspirational speech. I'm, like, I was just, like, coming off of it reading G. Willow Wilson's Kamala, and I was just, like, this this girl would not react that way. This girl would be like horrified. You're right. She did go into a speech. <laughs> a lot of the potential champions had was totally diminished just because they weren't white. You know, everyone loves like I mean Avengers. there are yeah, they're like characters of color in like young Avengers. They're characters of color in like, you know, other teams too, like the runaways. But it's not like everyone, you know, and I feel like when you get the idea that, oh, this team is all non-white people, you know, I feel like there is this sort of... Yeah, that's the thing, like, Christopher yeah, talked about, where it's, like, created this team book in the early 2000s of, you know, mostly superheroes of color, and it had Josiah X, who's, like, kind of one of the earliest, yeah. you know, Muslim superheroes at Marvel, and he was, like, or this unwritten rule, basically, where you can't have, like, more than two black characters on a team, or it becomes labeled as, like, a black superhero book. I feel like that yeah. kind of went went on with champions. They didn't treat it like other teen team books. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In ways, like all these all these groups did like I don't know. I feel like there was like a level of they go into like the character like, kind of personal yeah. relationships and stuff. Teen comics, you know, like the personal relationships, the like kind of messiness of it. You know, it's like fun, but that era of fun that like other teen comics have like weren't great like, no because fun. like yeah, yeah people didn't didn't have the time 
they were like, oh, there's like one paintball arc and they like watch the movies or something. That's it. <laughs> yeah, like, and think about all my frustrations <laughs> with Champion. Also, what was frustrating to me is that Scott, so- like, both the way Mark Wade wrote him and also the way Jim Zub wrote him was so good. That's like really frustrating to me because I'm like, this is because you can only emphasize with like the white guy. Why is Scott Summers written so amazingly? Like, it added. Like, even Scott Summers fans who didn't even know anything about Champions, like, added new layers to his character that were, like, really good that you would never see with him just on the X-Men, you know? Even, like, Scott was, like, in, like he's the leader, and, like, he kind of, like, had that sort of persona that Kamala had, you know? Like, he was always the one giving the speeches, like, for mutant rights and stuff. But, like, he's just an insecure kid, and the way he was written was so good in Champions because, like, he finally got that opportunity to, like, still help people, but he didn't have to always be that, be that guy, you know, the one who represents all mutants, the one who like, the pedestal for this movement. And he was written so well. And I'm just like, it's kind of suspicious how well he was written. Because he got such a good like personal character, like personal character writing that I feel like Kamala didn't get in Champions, you know? Yeah, or like really, or like really anyone. I think like Viv was kind of the only member of the group that got and then and then she's also a synthesoid so like what it yeah and then she but then she still gets killed (laughs) (laughs) i I did like scott before like when i read x-men and stuff when i was younger but i definitely was like oh my god this is like really good with champions but the other characters weren't granted that which was a little hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so uh with jim zub like the arc where Scott came back was like, it was just like one issue. It was amazing. It's probably yeah, my, second fa- my second favorite moment after Amka. Yeah, I, can, I actually issue. can't wait until he comes back in Champions. And I, I wonder how they're gonna, how like Krakoa cult stuff. It's gonna be amazing. And then they're like, oh, like no adults support us. And then everyone sees the one adult who does support them. It, like they have like the worst stereotypes about this new nation like that they think is like a sex cult or something <laughs> <laughs> like kamala's just like uh i don't think i think my parents would let me like go to krakoa if they if they do somehow end up in krakoa that'll be so fun <laughs> yeah like he he was on the cover of was it issue three issue or? three yeah he's in yeah. like the background yeah of my one white guy i'm like please come back <laughs> i'm so excited about it because <laughs> i did read all new x-men which was the comic where young scott summers like time travels like it was an okay comic i kept reading it because it was addicting but it like it did have its own issues that were just like oh my god but i feel like fun you know the idea of like time displaced guy <laughs> like who just joins this and now adults new superhero team. of him in the champions oh it's so brilliant it's so great <laughs> I think of like a Dawn of X book. I just like think about like this Scott Summers like played paintball with Kamala Khan and Miles Morales and and he like remembers it all and he's like this person now. Like I really do think like having Scott on the team like it brought like an entirely new thing to his character like like being outside of the mutant movement like really showed new dimensions of him you know just wish everyone else got that treatment but you know I did enjoy it if Champions gets cancelled after five issues I'm gonna go crazy I'm either going to like drop comics forever and just 
I don't know if I can actually do that, <laughs> but I want to. Yeah, well, I guess we'll, like, both still be here when, like, I, when, like, erase Kamala's marriage to Kareem. irrelevant. <laughs> I, I want to drop comics forever because I just feel like that'll be so shitty if Champions gets canceled. Or I will, like, make Champions myself. I don't know how... But I will. <laughs> we, we'll just do like a discount champ. We'll just do like discount champions and Miss Marvel. Like I came up with this title for like Miss Marvel, but I, but so I can get away from the copyright infringement called like Jersey Girl or something. <laughs> and it's just just like basically Miss Marvel, but I I changed the character's name so that I don't get sued by Marvel. <laughs> you know how there's like other fandoms where it's like people are consistently getting content. Like, I do not know what that's like with champions. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, imagine being a Spider-Man fan and you have, like, enough adaptations of Spider-Man to argue who's the best live-action Spider-Man. And that's live-action Spider-Man. We're not talking about games or animated Spider-Man. There's three fucking live-action Spider-Men who are all Peter Parker. And people just argue we'll about argue. the best Peter Parker. It's miles this time. Shh. <laughs> I totally forgot. Another arc that I liked of Champions, it was the D&D <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't get to that. So, was it in Mark Wade's run? run? No, it was in Jim Zub. Jim's, Jim Zub's. Like, yeah, it was, it was like, kind of weird, but just, like, it was just them being taken to, like, D&D world. <laughs> That's it. Like, they were, they all, like, lost their memories and were, like, basically D&D party members. It was really fun. That was, like, a fun thing, you know? It wasn't, like, a deeply traumatic incident or something. Yeah, I was thinking of jumping into Champions when, like, Dub takes over in the first, and before the, before the renumbering. Because, like, I've heard good things about that section of Champions. Better than Wade, for me. I didn't like his, basically the ending I didn't like, like, in the whole Mephisto storyline where, like, Kamala dies. Seems like it went oh. when it went downhill, right? I mean, there's like good moments sprinkled in there, but I definitely think like there were some major flaws in Jim Zub's run as well. Yeah. One of them be one of them be making champions international. I can't stand. <laughs> Basically, the whole thing was like we're going champions is going to like help people internationally. And I'm like, one, where are you, you are teenagers? Where are you getting the funding to like? <laughs> I know, and also a lot of it was like saving people in the Middle East type of thing, which also Mark Wade was doing. Like G Willow Wilson, like in the Karachi arc, like the whole thing with Kareem was him saying, "You do not understand the situation of this city." which is why you shouldn't, you know, like, you shouldn't impose what you think is right when you don't have all of the context, right? Which is basically like an anti-imperialist message here. Let's be real. <laughs> like, yeah. it was really powerful in that moment, which is why I love Kareem so much. For, like, it never said anti-imperialist, but it was very obviously, like, an anti-imperialist message made palatable comic readers and kids, you know? Like, when you think about it, you're like, yeah, maybe, like, I... Like, if I go to somewhere I'm not familiar with, I shouldn't impose my own views without completely understanding what's going on first. Huh. That was why I like the Snow Guard issues, honestly, because even, even the Snow Guard issues kind of contradicted what Zub did, because basically the champions came and they thought that, like, pa Parentum? I forget the name of, but it's basically in Nunavut, like, in Ar Arctic Canada, right, where the Inuit are, in this town. There was like a foreign group that came and started building their land 
but then the way they explained it to the champions was like, oh, we're doing something good here. We're like, really, this is going to really help people. And then the champ, and then like the champions were like, maybe it will help people then. But then like Unka like put some sense in their heads and was like, we didn't consent to this. And like, you know, they're just kind of like sweet talking you. And then the champions realized when that initial belief was wrong, these people did like impose, they went on indigenous land for their own gain, basically. And I thought that was like a really good story that they, that, um, was written for Amka's art, but Jimzub directly contradicted that again. <laughs> I have her name right in front of me. Nyla and Nooksuk was like consulting on was consulting on those issues with him. That's why it was so nuanced. That's and why it was good. Like, yeah, that's why it was good. <laughs> it was like a really good message because the champions they were wrong. You know, like they were like they're they're teens. They're not heroes who know everything. And sometimes you do. Like, even Kamala herself, like, when she went to Karachi, like, she did initially she like impose her own beliefs. Like... Exactly. But then, like, someone else told her, like, I, like what you believe isn't completely the truth. And here's why. And, like, both of those arcs were really good moments for them because yeah. they learned something. And, like, just because they're characters of color, it doesn't mean they're going to, like, be 100% like, woke all the time. <laughs> no matter how much white guys want to believe that, you know? <laughs> like, I like how in Kamala's own run, she's always, like, a step behind, like, Nakia in terms of her words. <laughs> I know. And it's totally forgivable, though, because she's, like, a high schooler. Like, I didn't know anything when I was a high schooler. Yeah. <laughs> Nakia is just ahead of the game, you know? <laughs> in the beginning with Mark Wade's run, there was the whole thing where the champions were loved immediately and totally accepted <laughs> immediately. And everyone was obsessed with them. They were like, oh, they're like the new And they're getting movement. like merch and stuff. I know. That was so dumb. I'm like, no one would actually be supporting these guys like this much, you know? <laughs> like there are a but bunch of like minority teen superheroes who hate the event. I guess people really hated the Avengers at that time. But like, it's, it's like the whole good. point of Outlaw, I think, is that it's really easy to like turn the public against this against this group because of like what they look because of what they look like champions i'm i'm excited though finally we have a writer who won't contradict themselves all the time and yeah like isn't isn't out of the loop in everything <laughs> she's like evie wing being on champions i think it really makes me want to see like a younger younger writers take on more legacy teen superheroes because I, I don't know, it's like different having like that insight into being, into being young while all, while a lot of like tumultuous political things are, are happening and like people are kind of like assuming you don't know about them or, cause, cause even Saladin Ahmed, like he, he like has his limits and he's a pretty, pretty woke dude who like knows how to use Twitter and memes and stuff, but I don't know if he, his Miles writing is good, but I don't know if he like insight with teenage girls on Kamala's end. Really, I'm like, he is scared to write like- Two girls the, like in, Yeah, like the intimacy of female friendships, like he's not there. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, it's understandable why he's not there because he's not a teenage girl. I feel like that was something that really Miss Marvel needs, you know? And like, I respect him for, for, for like, I almost feel bad because I know, because I like, I've heard in interviews and stuff that he like, uh, he's like, I know I dropped the ball some places with Ms. Marvel, uh, but I'm still <laughs> I'm like, oh, we, we shouldn't have, I, I, I like feel kind of bad for like, that the, about the fact that you got cyberbullied for making Kamala. You feel bad. 
But listen, I like, I shit on other writers, but it's because they deserve it. But tell it in like, you know, I do like he's him a lot. He's trying. Like, I know he's Yeah, trying. he's trying. At least the nuances with Kamala and Zoe in, in this arc, even if Zoe's being kind of the antagonistic kind of character, at least it's like emotional development between two girls. He's right. Yeah, like maybe, maybe Eve Ewing's like a good influence. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I get a sense Eve, like, kind of likes Bruno too because she's the only supporting character she ever includes when she's writing like Kamala stuff so I don't I just don't know what the disconnect is with Marvel writers all liking Bruno and us being like why like truly I do not he is a very mediocre character like even when he's not being an asshole he's just kind of boring Nakia is so much more fun (laughs) like actually she's literally she's literally like the Marxist who puts like Kamala in the shade, you know? It's so fun. Kareem is fun. Like, Nakia's fun. Zoe's like, fun. Mike yeah, is Zoe, really Mike and Gabe are more fun. Like, we, we said, like, Zoe has her white girl moments, but at least it, like, adds something, you know? <laughs> at least it's... But Bruno just kind of there because he's, like, he has his flaws, but they're not, they're not resolved properly or acknowledged exactly that's what annoys me so much like I shouldn't like we shouldn't be experiencing the same arc with him and Kamala again he should be like not like okay with being single by now oh Kamala (laughs) Kamala like I love her so much like (laughs) me too it was her comic really was like the blueprint (laughs) I think like affected me I like I really want them to adapt her origin in the show because I think it's just like a really important story for I don't know for like a lot of like young Daisy people. Origin was so like important for me to see when I was because like uh, when I was in high school I was like I was in India for a bit but then for the rest of high school I was like with only like white kids you know so then like and even in middle school too so it kind of like fucked up my I understand that you know like beauty standards like all those things but then like seeing and then like reading like the first issues of Miss Marvel and then how she like you know goes to this party and then suddenly becomes like you know who she wanted to be which was Carol but then she hates it immediately I know it was so good like Like, come on Keisha like I I trust her like she, she she did something good with putting Kareem in season one, so I, I hope they do her origin right. That origin was so important. It yeah. was really good. Well, this is a great, if you if you are just listening in and you have never read a Champions run before and you somehow listened to like this two hour uned- unedited podcast or, or whatever, like I, I highly recommend you pick up Outlaw number one and you just start reading Champions because this is a great place to jump on. Yeah, Outlaw number one. I really think there's, like, new potential to the series that Just was never there it. before. Please read it. <laughs> please Please buy it. Please, don't, please don't read it. I read comic online. I'm begging but, you. <laughs> you know, times are hard, but please, but, but. Well, if you have, if you have the funds. If you if don't you have, have the funds, fun. then, if you don't have the funds, then DM me and I'll buy it for you. <laughs> that, that offer is open is open <laughs> her, her hat is is lapping it's l-h-a-p-i-n-g and her dms are open 